And wouldn't it follow that everything made from those things is ruled by numbers too? Genes, chromosomes, us, the universe. Go, girl. Agent Reyes, that is utter nonsense, okay? Hello, and welcome to Condensed Truth, the Essential X-Files podcast. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm Laura. And we have a new guest, Vincent. Welcome, Vincent. Welcome. (laughs) So we usually start by talking about your relationship to the X-Files, but I feel like your relationship to the X-Files is tied to your website. So if you want to just explain both or... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, basically, I got into the show, I think, June 2021. And it was kind of random. I just was looking for like a new show to watch and I clicked on it on Hulu and something changed in my brain chemistry. And um, I don't know, somehow I got really interested in like the really old fandom aspects of the show, especially because of the amount of like terms that a lot of fandoms still use today that started in the X-Files. So um, I started making a, a Google Doc of just like random links of websites that I liked and I thought, Maybe I should, like, uh, actually do something with this. And so I made a website called the X-Files Web Archive, which is hosted on NeoCities. And it's basically um, an archive about uh, more than a thousand old fan sites of the show. It's so cool. Yeah, so I'll, I'll include a link in the description, but it's so fun. And I wanted to talk to you about it because I've, I've dabbled a little bit. And you're right, like... It it takes a bit of digging, but there's mm-hmm. so much very interesting things about the fandom yeah. in the 90s. It's so creative, like, because people are making websites and they're incredibly, they're breaking all the rules about how to build a website because it's like the background is like a tile <laughs> promo image. You can't yeah, read the you text. Yeah, can't fucking read anything. <laughs> and like, like, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and like, there's no navigation to be just speak of. Like, you, they're like, click to enter my site. And I'm like, I just want to go to your site. I don't want to have to click to enter your site. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, I think it's really cool to have this type of like aggregate website for this tor- type mm-hmm. of like I- archival work because it can be really hard to find a lot of these like older internet resources and stuff so it's cool mm-hmm. that you've really kind of compiled a bunch of them together into one place yeah thank you yeah because geocity shut down in i think 2009 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it did get a lot of it did get archived on web the wayback machine right yeah so like it does add an extra layer of like um searching and i know the I can't remember what it was called. The alt.tv.xfiles. Mm-hmm. That's it. Is that a, was that Usenet or was that like something else? I honestly, I haven't really looked into that, but um, I think it was just like a Usenet group. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty well archived. You can just like look up all of that on Google, which is like crazy. Yes. They made them all Google groups. And uh, so I've, I've clicked around in that, but it honestly takes a lot of effort because like, like, well, not a lot of effort, but, like, there's just a lot to sift through because this is, like, a forum. Like, mm-hmm. it's a lot mm-hmm. of, like, low-effort forum posts. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you're trying to find stuff and they're mentioning something. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> yeah, or, like, they just, they mention a lot of people by name and it's like, I have no clue who you're talking about. Yeah. And I know a good amount of the people. <laughs> mm-hmm. This actually, so, the first question I wanted to ask about your site mm-hmm. is what are, what is MulderClones.com? Us. Are us. <laughs> um, 
Well, okay, wait. First of all, did you see the one where someone, it's like a wedding site for the Mulder clone? Because that's my favorite. Yes. Um, but yeah. That's I awesome. saw that and I was like, I have so many questions. Yeah. No, that's my favorite. It was just, yeah. I mean, you know, it's born out of the age old instinct of people, you know, wanting to self ship with a character. And they were like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to make my own, I'm going to make a clone of this character and they're going to be mine to marry oh. and with a marriage certificate as well, which you could like email them to get. And it was very funny. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I found a Scully clones <laughs> website too that I had an archive. So I have to put that on. But yeah, it was pretty crazy. The Photoshop of it all. <laughs> <laughs> That's really That's funny. so interesting too. Cause like. You know, on Tumblr, I follow tags, and I I really like anime and manga, so I follow anime and manga tags, and there are so many, like, uh, slash reader uh, self-ships, Yeah, and it was like, that's new to me, like, that's format, because, like, Mm -hmm. self-shipping isn't new to me, but, like, that kind of, like, you know, your name kind of thing, like, insert your name. And they're all very horny. Yes. And <laughs> like that was a bit of a shock. Is it that yeah. shocking though? Like they're horny in a way that is shocking, I think. <laughs> like, I don't know how to describe it, but like horny for anime characters mm-hmm. isn't new to me. Right. But being this horny for anime characters is new to me. Yeah, you know, my <laughs> thing about it is like all of them are just so specific and so catered catered towards the person that are writing. It's like if I were you, I wouldn't post it, honestly. Like, I would keep this to myself, and <laughs> most people do not keep it to themselves. I don't know. There's been a lot of Mulder X reader in the AO3 tag recently, too. I don't know if you've noticed. Oh. But, yeah. No, I'll, I'll check them no, out and they're see. They're bad. Don't check them out. But <laughs> they're, uh, Okay, that's me. But, like, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a very, I feel like it's a very acquired ta- yeah. taste, and I don't have that taste at all. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the clone thing was kind of, like, now we have character AI, and that's what they're doing now, you know? <laughs> mm, okay, yeah, yeah. That makes sense, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. The I just saw the wedding, and I was like, first of all, I'd love to be there. Yes. <laughs> uh, I wish I could have been there. It reminds me of that one where, like, there was a wow moment, uh, um, a wedding in wow, and um, I might be confusing it. It might have been the funeral for in wow. where <laughs> They were like, please no one kill us. We're doing a funeral for our friend that died. Mm-hmm. Uh, in real life, and some people like gr- just showed up and killed them all, and it was just like, yeah, <laughs> like that sucks. It's very funny. It does suck a ton. <laughs> it's like you're very clearly grieving for a real friend that died, and yeah. these people are being jackasses. <laughs> but it's also a very funny concept to like grief a, a like online wedding, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or funeral. Yeah, the site is amazing. You have um, my other favorite part, like the weird section's great. That's a great section. Mm-hmm. I've been kind of clicking around. Um, but my absolute favorite part is the no romo section because like I <laughs> consider myself a no romo in some regards. Like yeah. I obviously ship them, but like in a very particular way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like it's so funny because the romos and no romos via your like archive are both so insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that were literally like calling like have you seen the like MSR, like people were like saying like there was somewhere that was close to Nazi that they were calling no Romos, and I'm like, oh yes, the it like N A X I, yeah, yeah, wow. it's it's baffling, and then like, yeah, and then the no Romos are just so comically like 
weird. Like, it's also very funny to me because, like, the, a lot of the Romo's, no Romo sites I saw were, like, also no Mulder Crycheck. And it's like, first of all, you should do an alliance with the slash shippers. Yes. You can't stop shipping in a show. Yeah. If you need to not ship, like, Mulder and Scully, you need to ship Mulder and Crycheck. <laughs> I know, like... <laughs> Yeah, that's just very contextual there. Like they... They're too homophobic to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, they were crazy. I My favorite ones are the ones that I just have, like, so much clip art of, like, random bees. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it was last year when I first discovered your site, and I was posting about it, and we got really into, the, like, Bee Squad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, the bee from Fight the Future was right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Ugh, it's so funny and then like just like there's this one site that i absolutely adore and it's a no romo one and they're like we need arguments t- for our case so if you have any please email me and i'll add them to the site and then their arguments are like he's just doing that out of friendship <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the way they like like they're doing the socratic method but like <laughs> yeah the mental gymnastics of it all was really amazing Yeah, yeah yeah but in some way i feel like we should have listened to them (laughs) in some regard yeah because like not not to be too hater but like there are a lot of people that really does feel like Mulder the ship is the most important part of the show which it isn't for me Mm -hmm. you know to each their own Mm -hmm. but i can't help but get irritated as someone who does really like the myth arc and really likes the show in general that like Sometimes it does feel like the only conversation that ever happens is about the ship. Right. And it's like, there's more to the show to, than that. Mm-hmm. And that, sh- that part of the show is amazing. I absolutely adore it. But like, the show itself is also amazing. Yeah, no, I <laughs> yeah. totally agree. You definitely see that a lot within like the Twitter and everything like that. For sure. Mm-hmm. And then even as like, I don't even like Chris Carter that much. But like, he- sometimes he gets hate for like things that or silly to hate him for there's plenty to hate him for <laughs> yeah but <laughs> i'm like wait i'm like why are y'all making me defend this man <laughs> yeah right no it's kind of like that thing i've been yeah. seeing a lot recently of just like oh you know this co- this character suffered more than jesus and, and it's like some of it is just like writing decisions that mm-hmm. were actually really good yeah like, obviously scully shouldn't have gotten kidnapped so many times but also some of the plot stuff in that season was really good mm-hmm. And it was there for a reason. It wasn't no, just yeah. for Chris Carter being like, no, I hate women. Oh, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about it of like, um, I feel like there's a line for everybody, but like how much you can tolerate Scully going yeah. through. Yeah. And I think for my lane, like starts at like Christmas Carol, Emily, like that feels really awful in like a way that like really hurts. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like that feels a little too far. I don't hate it necessarily like, plot wise but it just stings a lot and yeah i think for a lot of people they're they're mad at like Dwayne barry and i'm like no that's that's art yeah, that's high art yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly i was thinking Dwayne barry and like the melissa arc and like things like that yeah. that were just genuinely really well written um yeah mm-hmm. no i i don't watch cancer arc i don't watch christmas carol i don't rewatch them very often the only like scully torture i'll, F- I'll watch is roadrunners just because it's i really like that one but like yeah oh yeah 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 Oh, so to get into the episode we did watch for the fuck. Yeah, my notes are on a, a photo of Ripley from Alien. Oh my god. Oh, I had so yes. yes. 
I love that. <laughs> so we watched season nine, episode 13, Improbable. This episode aired April 7, 2002. It was written and directed by Chris Carter. And the plot is Reyes uses numerology to connect a series of serial murders and the gang is off trying to find this mystery person based solely on his number. Scully and Reyes get stuck in a parking garage with God and find the killer by following the numbers of the universe. (laughs) (laughs) And I love this episode a lot. Like, it's just a lot of fun. Like, I think when I remember this episode, I don't remember the plot very much, but I remember Scully shooting the lock. Mm -hmm. Scully yeah. just like being very mean to God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I appreciated that. Yeah. And like that moment where Reyes is like saying her numerology stuff to a room full of FBI agents. Like those <laughs> are the moments from this episode I remember and I love. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I don't really remember the plot. I just really remember the Scully rays of it all. And um, mm-hmm. like how fun it is. It's a fun episode. The directing yeah. choices are really fun. And I'm just <sighs> having a good so time. Good. You know? I, I wrote down that this episode has, like, a silly willy kind of vibe to it. Like, it's not, it's serious, but it's really not that serious. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. they play around a lot, and I think it's really fun. I really liked the music in this episode, too. Yeah. Like, it's so good. No, I, I love any episode that does a lot of stuff with, like, music. Cause, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. All of the, like, older, like, Italian pop songs. Great. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, we start at a casino. And... You know, it's just very, like, fun and whimsy. And um, actually, I have a question. Like, where is this casino? Like, this happens in D.C., presumably. I was thinking about that. Maybe it's Atlantic City. Oh, maybe. Maybe. That's pretty close. Mm -hmm. And we meet the bad guy, like, almost immediately, which I feel like is a a hallmark of a good X-Files episode. (laughs) When, like, we're just like, you know who it is. (laughs) Like, it's just watching them get to this dude. Yep. Yeah. But this this dude named Wayno. The way he says bueno, it always sounds like like bueno to me, like good in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to look it up. I was like, I don't know what the hell his dude, this dude's name is. <laughs> oh, I was just saying for that, I wrote down, I love how they needed another weird, creepy guy and just did the same look at the guy from Milagro because he reminds me of Philip Padgett a lot. Like, it's not the same guy. <laughs> and I know I saw your tweet that it's like some creator of some other show, but he he gives off Philip Padgett vibes. He's that sort of creepy. <laughs> No, you're right. Like, I don't think the acting's bad, but it is very much like just look miserable and like seedy. Yeah. It's like the direction. You're not really here for like his acting, though. You're here for like Burt Reynolds. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Burt Reynolds. Who does great, honestly. I will like legitimately forget Burt Reynolds is in the X-Files and then we'll get to this. I'm like, what the fuck is Burt Reynolds doing? So I watched the whole cold open and didn't recognize that it was Burt Reynolds until he got to the credits. And I was like, oh, that was Burt Reynolds. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So the guy who plays Wayno is Ray McKinnon, which I just found out, I think earlier this year, I was thinking about Improbable for a different reason. And I looked it up. And I was like, holy shit, that's Ray McKinnon, who created Rectify, which is one of the best shows ever. I highly recommend it, but my caveat is that it's very heavy because it's about this guy who was like on death row for allegedly murdering his girlfriend when he was like 18. Mm-hmm. And he gets out because of um, new evidence that doesn't fully like convict him. So it's very heavy. I, I don't know if I could ever rewatch it as a show. Which I feel like is 
a testament to how heavy it is because I routinely rewatch The Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was talking about this with some friends about how like um, Rectify has this thing that I feel like isn't really captured in a lot of TV shows where it's like it takes place in Georgia. It's filmed in Georgia. And he's from a small town and he's just like always meeting the weirdest people. Mm-hmm. And like just that kind of like small town, like some dude picks you up because you're hitchhiking. and He's like, do you want to come to my party with like a bunch of burnouts and uh, drugs and stuff? And I'm like, like, yeah, like that's like the vibe sometimes of like <laughs> southern small towns. And like yep. nobody like gets this like aimless, like, you know, connection that they have. And anyway, it's a very good mm-hmm. show. Burt Reynolds shows up. And there, there's like a just so many like little bits of the plot that like kind of the way Chris like carries this like um, chance kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, chance encounters, like chance moments, this sort of like numerical vibe that the episode is a very vibe based episode. Mm-hmm. And it's just he really nails it. Like he really does nail it. You know, Burt Reynolds o- ordering a seven and seven and then Wayno ordering a seven and seven like the woman on the slot machine who goes to the restroom and then the next person who says their wins big like it's just so good like a lot of like you know missed connections or ill-fated connections it's amazing i love that god is playing solitaire at the bar too. <laughs> like yes yes he's in a casino and he's playing solitaire yeah mm-hmm. even that little combo uh god slash bert reynolds mm-hmm. has with wayno where he he's just like break the mold for me like mm-hmm. I know what you're about to do but do something else mm-hmm. and he doesn't because like Wayno yeah. is Wayno but like it's just so interesting this idea of you know patterns and predictability is it's it's just set from the cold open and then we have the the awful season nine credits Ugh. I put down my <laughs> cereal just... I was eating cereal and I put it down. Oh, yeah. Like, wait. <laughs> Cover your eyes. <laughs> the little kid playing baseball. It's like stop, don't, stop. <laughs> yeah, I I don't get why that is even there. Like, this was meant to be grainy. I'm not supposed to be able to see this yeah. in high No, thank God right. they went back to the original uh, titles in the reunion. That was such a good choice. Yes, it was. That was. And we have a new tagline, which I also completely forgot that this one has a, a new tagline. And it's uh, Dio Tiama, which is God loves you in Italian, which I've never bothered to look up. And once I did, I was like, oh, is Burt Reynolds God? <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is yes. <laughs> yeah, I like didn't get that Burt Reynolds was like God, God until like I looked it up later, too. Yeah, no, exactly. we were talking about like, that yeah. at the start of the episode. I did not get that until like I saw... I think you guys mentioned it on Twitter, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, it like it really works even if you don't realize he's God, because like, yeah. he does just feel like this omnipotent figure, not necessarily God, but like, he is this yeah, like, I, specter, I just, so to speak. Yeah. figured he was this kind of like supernatural like force guy that was just kind of manifesting in this situation, and we weren't supposed to understand what he mm-hmm. was doing so i guess that works for god mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and also like the way he's like kind of impartial like he mm-hmm. like he knows wayno's doing this but he doesn't stop him yeah but he's also not shy about like kind of helping scully and reyes to figure it out so to speak 
Yeah. And yeah, it's just like the direction and the scene with like Reyes like walking and the overhead shot in the elevator was so great. Like just like so much like not necessarily like light, but like contrast, so to speak. Like she's reading a newspaper. She's also like the only woman in the elevator. Like mm-hmm. it's just very good. Seeing her behind Mulder's like old desk is just very fun. I love that moment. Yeah. Her counting to do numerology is just great. They're doing Mulder and Scully, except like Mold, like Scully and Reyes. <laughs> yeah, I love it so much. Like it's so good. I don't watch I season nine that often, but I just love their dynamic. Yeah, and like it's so funny because like when Scully like kind of like shatters Reyes's conclusion that this is like numerology and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if she did that to Mulder, I would find it endearing. But when she does that to Reyes, and Reyes looks like genuinely hurt. I'm like, stop being mean to her. (laughs) I know, it's a little cute. (laughs) She's like genuinely bumming Reyes out. And like, I genuinely don't know if they meant to like make Reyes a lesbian, but they've definitely made her a lesbian. Oh, yeah, it's a vibe. Have you seen that one quote where they said like, oh, we thought about making her a lesbian, but we were like, that's too much stuff to deal with. Like, that's a real quote that they said. (laughs) Oh, no. To that point, basically. The vibe oh of the God. phone call in bed at the end, though, like, oh, oh yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I ship them. Like that's Mulder and Scully shit. <laughs> Calling Scully a nine, yeah. absolutely, she oh, is a nine. Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. She she even says like that's perfection or whatever. Yeah, yeah. like gay. <laughs> yeah, no, there was some energy there. Yeah. So I know you said you don't watch season nine a lot, but I don't know if this is my hallucination or not. But I feel like they kind of have like Doggett and Reyes like hints of romanticism uh-huh. there that I like they're trying to do but I'm not picking up on it because they're they're so like uh just best friendism yeah. no there's that and there. then there's also the thing in that one episode where they're in the mental hospital and that guy throws up everywhere where like they imply that Doggett has a crush on Scully for like one second and then the next episode oh, yeah, yeah. Doggett's like oh, oh Reyes like hi um and <laughs> <laughs> that's another reason why I'm just I'm not gonna watch season nine because I'm like they didn't they weren't they no like yeah. yeah but no I yeah that was definitely purposeful I mean especially with that one episode where it's like the time loop or whatever is is it you know that one episode with the hot dog or the Polish sausage was that 4D or no where he like gets is sent to like an alternate timeline I think no? so yes. Oh, okay, and then like okay. they almost yeah. kiss at the end. He like end. gets shot in the alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And even I think even Audrey Polly like there's a bit about how like he's really torn that she's like in the hospital like in a coma, mm-hmm. and he really blames himself. And like which a friend could do, obviously he like took her home and everything. I I don't necessarily like pin Doggett as like gay, but I could kind of see it. Yeah. And and so like he he just has like big poppy dog energy to me. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say he has like golden retriever energy. It's like a lesbian and her golden retriever male best friend. Yeah, you know. Yeah. No, yeah. How, do, how yes. do you guys like feel about Doggett? Because I, I I don't I never really know how to feel about him. Kind of same. Like I'm I'm such a Mulder girl that like when he's gone, like it, it's just like a huge loss for me that I feel like I can't quite get over. Yeah. But like objectively Doggett is a good character and like he is like but he also feels so inoffensive that he like can come off as bland sometimes yeah yeah but I do think is a good way to like do not Mulder like if they replace Mulder with like someone who was like Mulder 
It right. wouldn't work. Yeah, they can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think Doggett's fine. Like, I I mean, I haven't seen all of season nine, so I don't know from, like, a more comprehensive standpoint. But I think he's okay. Like, he is kind of like wallpaper in the background sometimes. But, again, I think I agree with Shelby. Like, if they tried to do just a carbon copy of Mulder, it would be worse. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. it's like, okay. Yeah, no, no, I totally agree. Because mm-hmm. Reyes isn't even a carbon copy of Mulder. Like, she is, like, a crunchy lesbian New Age aunt. Yeah. Yeah. The most Mulder-like character is Scully to me. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. And even Mulder, like, hated the New Age stuff. So I feel like he would, like, kind of get along <laughs> with Reyes, but then, like, beef pretty hard with her at some point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, Reyes is explaining, like, uh, women were murdered. And it's so funny because, like, they're like women are murdered and i'm like god like can we ever just like kill men <laughs> i know I, like it's, yeah. I feel like it's always this at the end of the episode like when Ray's was getting attacked by the guy i was like oh shit they got another woman to like get attacked in the, in the episodes now i'm like oh mm-hmm. i forgot about that yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 like i just like completely forget about that and it is just like such a bummer like it may like li- like you know numerically that I mean, that is what happened. Like, women are targets. So I'm not saying it's unrealistic. I'm just saying that, like, at a certain point, it's like, ugh. Yeah, we're doing this <laughs> it's again. exhausting I don't want to just, like, cost... Yeah, over and yeah. over again, though. Yeah. And she talks about, like, karmic numbers. I don't know anything about numerology Me other neither. than... I'll do a quick sidebar. Because I'm... Uh, I feel like we've addressed this uh, before in the podcast, but I know a lot about QAnon because I... I think it's important to, like, learn about your enemies, essentially. And so there's that cult that was, like, I think they're still in Dallas, but they believe JFK is still alive and he's going to come and save America. <laughs> and Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the guy who was in charge of it, uh, in a very funny twist, he's, like, 50-something. He was 50-something. He died. He died in, like, a dirt bike accident in, like, Minnesota. <laughs> Like, what are you as a 50-year-old man doing on a motorbike? <laughs> That's hilarious. Continue. <laughs> and then, of course, some of his followers are like, he's not actually dead. Like, <laughs> But he does this thing. I, I'm blanking on his name, but he does this thing. No, I. it's Michael Protzman, I think is his name. But he does this thing, numerology-related, called gematria or gematria, where he does, like, counts the letters... Like, assigns a numerical value to all the letters, and then, like, we'll be like, this phrase equals 47 or whatever. <laughs> so I just am kind of picturing that this whole episode, but in, like, a more, like, astrological way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of, like, doomsday cults use numerology to try to predict the day of the rapture, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. No, that's, that's especially interesting. A lot of people also compare some of the later things of season nine with, like, that UFO cult to, like, Heaven's Gate and everything. Mm-hmm. And like, there's definitely mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, definitely. And I do genuinely really enjoy the conversation about this idea that the universe can be boiled down to like a number or like a formula. Like, that's very fascinating. I don't believe it at all, but like, yeah. <laughs> I think it is fascinating to like <laughs> look at how much of our lives are like controlled or dictated by a numerical value a lot of the time and it, it's just 
very fascinating way to wor- look at the world that I don't yeah. look at the world like, but it's fascinating nonetheless. Yeah. I, I treat numerology kind of similar to astrology. It's like the meaning we put into it is what matters, mm-hmm. not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily have inherent meaning in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And I think that it can be used, yeah, to explore how you view your environment. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And even the numerologist in this episode saying essentially that yeah. she's like, it's look art. at my office. You think I would live like yeah. this? If this worked. I know. I loved her actually. Oh yeah, no, I love that actress. Yeah. She's really great. I was really excited to see her in the show. Hmm. I think Chris saw her in like a Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, she's in Little Shop and that's of why Horrors. He cast her. Um, and then I also love her in Pushing Daisies as well. She's in a lot mm. of great stuff. Ellen Green, yeah. Oh, okay. I could not get into Pushing Daisies. It's just like the opposite of my vibe. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I watched like five episodes and I was like, you know what? This is very good if you like this kind of stuff and it's not for me. Yeah. No, I really enjoy that show. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does really great stuff with colors. For sure. Like, I think the the coloring is amazing. Mm -hmm. And the premise is really fun. Yeah. Plus, it's, you know, Brian Fuller going from that to Hannibal is very funny to me. Yes, yeah. yes, that too. I did not realize God was like into three card Monty. Like he's trying to hustle <laughs> as Italian men. <laughs> God is hustling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and Wayno and Bert have another interaction, and they really, I think they're like back and forth is is pretty good. I think it's like cryptic enough in the start that you're like, I don't really understand it, but like it's good. He clearly understands this dude's whole vibe, and he doesn't like him. <laughs> and then Reyes goes to see the numerologist, who like really isn't a believer, but she says, mm, "Sure, I'll do the charts of these victims." Because Reyes is like, "Maybe if we get their numerology right, it'll point us to the killer, but not really point us to the killer because you still have to figure out the killer's number yeah. and like yeah. actual tangible information about the killer." <laughs> And which I find really interesting later when the FBI agent is like doing the standard, like, is it called the dark triad or whatever, like bedwetter? Oh, yeah. Is it the McDonald's yeah. thing or whatever? There was like some, I don't know, random true crime thing. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, like, and it's, I, I really did enjoy the fact that like Reyes is like this abstract idea of what the killer is without any tangible, like, demographic things that can point them out mm-hmm. and then the fbi is doing the exact same thing with like the profile mm-hmm. and Doggett being like that's the profile of every silly serial killer like that doesn't tell us anything like this is very boilerplate and that kind of like contrasting part was brilliant honestly yeah <laughs> yeah no one of the reasons episode like still works as like an episode that are, to rewatch. like a lot of it is reminiscent of earlier x-files stuff it's like that's totally like the thing from Clyde Bruckman, you know, where they're where the yeah. people mm-hmm. in the yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. and also that scene later in this episode where they're in the office, um, with that guy and he's saying like, "Oh, you can't use numerology to like to do these things." Like, and all, both of them are like, "But we're solving the case, doing these things," and it, that just really felt like classic X Files, and I really liked that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like the very stick in the mud FBI guy who is not open enough to consider that like they're. There's nothing that different from using numerology to using this very standard boilerplate serial killer profile. Like, neither of y'all are getting the correct answer as far as, like, this is this dude's name. Yeah. (laughs) This is where he lives. 
Um, yeah, and it's it's really fun because like Doggett is the disbeliever, but like he even is like, well, you know, she is getting results. Like <laughs> you can't really discount what Reyes says a whole cloth. Mm-hmm. So funny to me in that scene because like the like boring FBI dude is like kind of laying into Reyes, and like for a while there, every time they they like move the camera to Doggett, it's just like he's just having a reaction face. So it's like a series of these like really kind of funny random reaction faces and then finally he mm-hmm. actually says something yeah. <laughs> um, yeah yeah i just found that really funny <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and then as i mentioned earlier one of the like most memorable moments is when like you know dog it's like reyes we found two other uh cases like this is huge this is career launching and everyone in the fbi room is like clapping for her and they're like how did you figure this out and she's just like I think the killer is either a six or a nine. <laughs> I love her so much. Like, so much. Numerology. She's so good. Mm-hmm. Reyes is so great because, like, she shows up and you're like, we needed this from the start when we didn't have it. Like, I guess mm-hmm. we had it as Melissa. Mm-hmm. But, like, there really uh-huh. is, like, this is what the show was missing, it feels like. She does fill that Melissa void a little bit. Yeah. You know? No, I love... I, I, people have drawn, like, fan art of them together and, like, I support it. It doesn't make sense, but I support yeah. it. Yes. Yes. I did like when the FBI got when Doggett was talking to the FBI guy. It's like, uh, it would be highly improbable. It's like episode title mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> he said the thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and also like another favorite moment of this episode is when I I can't remember if Doggett asked what his number is or if Reyes just answers what his number is unprompted. And she's, like, giving him these, like, attributes. And he's, like, that describes most people. But it was, like, driven. And it was, like, that doesn't describe most people, actually. Like, it was just a very funny response. And it's, like, this is so generic. It's, like, it's not, sure, it's a bit generic. But it's not so generic that it fits, like, everybody. Yeah. (laughs) That's, like, where it kind of felt like astrology, too, to Mm -hmm. me. Like, it's, Mm -hmm. like, generic enough that it doesn't apply to everyone. But it applies to most people, you know? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or even if it doesn't apply to you, it's, like, not that big of a deal to, like, discount right. that yeah. descriptor, you know? It's it's fun because the episode kind of, I feel like, kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, a red herring. Like, there's a lot of sixes. You think it's six, mm-hmm. but it's it ends up not being six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a lot of, like, that. Like, he's holding, like, the six domino, like, the six and zero. And um and even just like the misconnections, like Reyes runs into the killer earlier, and then here Dog it passes uh, God and the killer. Just like a lot of like little bits that uh, it's very like red string of fate. That's yeah. I feel like the show hasn't totally done yeah. Other than I guess all things, but like it's just very yeah. fun. No, the the first thing I ever wrote for X Files was actually like some really badly written red string of fate things. Like snaps. Like I get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. And and it is just, like, there's something very soothing about the idea that, like, our lives are dictated for us. Like, this very determinism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that, like, that determinism is numbers. Like, it really is, like, I don't believe it, but it feels soothing. And, I like, I could see being, you know, soothed by that. And honestly, I feel like that's QAnon. <laughs> like, a lot of it is just, like, it's so absurd to, like, somebody who isn't in it, but to them, like, there, it's answers to this question that is like, what is control? Like, are 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 we just all like chaos and just floating in the universe, and and nothing is dictating anything? Or or are these like signs? Are there connections? And I think like 
I can see how that's really appealing to people, but it's so yeah. absurd to think that like all of your life is dictated by like things uh, kind of completely beyond your control, but like in a good way. It's it's just... so what I'm hearing is you're not a Calvinist. <laughs> you don't believe in predetermination. Yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> not to get into it. <laughs> so the the Ryan Coogler news dropped again, I guess, oh. and people who didn't catch it the first time, and they're like, the X-Files can't exist in this universe, like in this environment. And I, it's obviously a delicate balance, but like, I feel like we need an answer. Like, you know, we need some way to, to, to talk about this in a way that makes sense to people. Mm-hmm. I don't, don't have a ton of confidence that like a reboot of the X-Files would do that. But, like, I, I don't think it should be dismissed out hand like people tend to do. Yeah, yeah. I just I just feel like I, I'm, we don't need any more. Like, if you're going to do, mm-hmm. like, an X-Files, like, thing, maybe just do it X-Files inspired. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. It's But, like, it's very fascinating. Yeah. Because it, it very much is, like, like, I feel like, sorry to jump ahead briefly but like in season 11 i feel like they address this like they both were like the show is needed more than ever and also it's not needed. yeah yeah and it's like this show existed in a completely different context and it cannot exist in this context but that doesn't mean that like this approach is useless in our current environment mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i'm trying not to just dismiss it completely outright and everything one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me though was that uh, me and this other person at File Fest at like 4 a.m. in the hotel lobby were having a serious argument over the reboot. And I will never forget that. <laughs> oh my god. Are you you're pro-reboot? Anti-reboot? Um, I I think I was like more anti at the time, but I'm just trying to be neutral about it and see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just feel like we don't really need it. And I'm, you know, I'm tired of reboots. I mean, there's there's so yeah. many, and I feel yeah, like I am too. most of them I don't even watch or need. Mm-hmm. I am like pro revival, mm-hmm. like the 2016, 2018, but I can't say that it was needed yeah. necessarily. Like, um, I had fun watching it because I watched it live, yeah. but like, well, fun, quote unquote. Sometimes <laughs> I didn't have fun. <laughs> but I, when I was watching those of my struggles, I was I was struggling too. <laughs> But yeah, it's yeah, I agree. Like I feel like if they do reboot the show, I will tune in because yeah. I have a brain disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I agree. I feel like it should just be something else, like very heavily inspired by the X-Files. I don't mind that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Personally, as someone who's like not as involved in the X-Files fandom, but obviously still knows about it, um, I don't think we need more reboots. I would rather get more original content. Yeah. Like, it's mm-hmm. totally fine to be inspired by the X-Files. There's lots of things that are inspired by other things. That's kind of the point. Yeah, I would just much prefer something that was, like, original. An original story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fresh. Yeah. I get a little exhausted because everything's a reboot of something now. And it's, like, mm-hmm. kind of had enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even in the revival, like, they tried to, like, backdoor, like, Mm -hmm. uh, Einstein and whatever the hell the other dude's name was um, as, like, the replacement Mulder and Scully, and it just completely flopped. They didn't have the, they didn't have the juice. Yeah. I did not like the guy. Like, that, in in Babylon, that whole thing where he's, like, listening to, like, the, the, not the Lumineers, but, like, some song like the Lumineers. 
thinking about the terrorism that he witnessed on that day. It's like, what uh, is this? Yeah. <laughs> um, That's hilarious. He was so boring. I, I like Lauren so Ambrose, boring. so like I didn't really mind her, but her being called Einstein, it's like, come on, guys. That's not funny. No one laughed. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but I like Lauren Ambrose, like, I don't hate her or anything, um, but honestly, I really, I, once again, like with season nine, there's just gonna be things that I don't remember, because I watched it in 2021, like, I don't rewatch the reunion at all, I really love, um, Mm -hmm. the AI episode, but it scares the shit out of me, so I don't rewatch it, (laughs) and that's, that's embarrassing (laughs) that that episode's scary to me, but it's scary to me, yeah. No, I, I get it, it's like, there's something kind of spooky about yeah. it, but it's also so funny that I feel like it kind of soothes me, so I don't get, like, too freaked out, mm-hmm. but you're right, like, there's also that moment where, like, Scully's Roomba finds her vibrator, which is just very funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's just the, the the quietness of the episode that freaks me out, like, I'm, you're, mm-hmm. you're so not mm-hmm. used to that in the show, and so it's just really perfect to me. Mm-hmm. So... Mm, Scully and Reyes end up in the elevator with the killer, which mm-hmm. Scully realizes because the ring is, um, they thought it was a triple zero killer, but it's like 666 or 999. It's I'm not really sure what it's meant to be necessarily, mm-hmm. but like she sees this ring and then she's like immediately fully putting her gun at him and she's like, step out of the elevator, but like he can just like walk back into the elevator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that was very funny, but like Reyes just like looking confused and just being like, "What's going on?" It was funny. Why is she playing a gun in the yeah. how confused Reyes was? Like, it was she's just like, "Wait, what?" And it's like, "Girl, <laughs> if Scully's pulling out her gun. Maybe yeah, you need to too." Yeah, <laughs> not to compare the two, but if Mulder was in that situation, he would have immediately pulled his gun out after That's Scully. So true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would have been like, "Sure, let let's go." <laughs> And they're trapped in this parking garage. They don't have cell service. And then God is there. And he's like, yeah, I want to play checkers. And he's like insanely good at checkers mm-hmm. for some reason. I, I don't think you realize you could be like good at checkers. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You can. I, I, I've never played chess or checkers. So no comment. <laughs> <laughs> and also it's just like, I'm waiting for a friend. We were going to play checkers. And Scully be like, it's midnight. <laughs> She's so judgmental. <laughs> like, what do you mean? She's like so especially judgmental in this episode, like the whole time. Like, especially yeah. with that bit about the CD. <laughs> like, and he's listing music, and he's like, Can you sh-? she's like, Can you shut up? Like, actually, like, I don't want to hear about this. Yeah. I'm trying to find a killer right now. Like, it's so funny mm-hmm. that the Catholic is the one that is like shitting on God. Yeah. Like, I'm d- yeah. I doubt so Reyes believes in God, and yeah. she's just like <laughs> She's being combative with God himself. <laughs> yeah. There's just something so fun about like Scully being mad, except when she's mad at Reyes, which I don't. Yeah, enjoy. see, in the when you were talking about that, I didn't even really read it as her like being dismissive of the nu- numerology, because I think I was just imagining the usual Mulder Scully dynamic between them, and I wasn't thinking like, oh, Reyes mm-hmm. is like sad now. I was like, oh, they're cute. <laughs> but I I totally see that. Yeah, that whole interaction to me was like. It was just funny because, like, immediately after Scully was, like, very dismissive and hurt Reyes' feelings, she found, like, actual physical evidence in the photos. (laughs) Yes. And so it kind of proved her right in a way that was, like, a little (laughs) uncomfortable, but also funny. Mm -hmm. 
that's so true because she's like Ray is like what the hell are you talking about like you're just using numbers and then she's like wait like there's those three dots every time like no you're right like this is a serial killer (laughs) there is a pattern here but it's not Mm -hmm. what the the numbers yeah Mm -hmm. yeah also God being like a bootlegger like a CD bootlegger is just love that love that chef's kiss (laughs) God doesn't believe in copyright restriction (laughs) I you know I agree yeah (laughs) The middle of Reyes and God's game and, like, Scully just shoot, trying to shoot the doorknob off is incredible. Like, it's just so funny. Yeah. <laughs> she was that bored. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, like, the one thing I, like, maybe didn't totally vibe with is this, this, like, sudden inclusion of, like, it's hair color, too. Like, it's just not numerology. It's also hair color. Uh, blonde, br- uh, redhead, brunette, or whatever the order was, and I was like, okay, yeah. like, I don't know. I, I didn't totally love that, but it was fun to see Reyes, like, work that out via checkers. Yeah. I feel like that wasn't necessary either, but mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. okay. It does feel very 90s in the sense that, like, I don't know if people are telling blonde jokes now, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like as a child, I heard a lot of blonde jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I-, I feel like I saw someone get canceled on Twitter for making a blonde joke, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> like that we're over that we can't do that anymore you know yeah that's funny yeah the blonde jakes are also just like so silly like they weren't yeah. like they weren't like unfunny but they were like just like okay yeah well it's like you know like there were some great movies that came out of that you know like dick and like Romy and michelle so like i don't know i support it like it's fun i was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. shocked that i liked dick as much as i, I love thought that i did movie. because I watched it a few months the ago. trailer is atrocious and then we actually <laughs> watched it a couple months ago and we're mm-hmm. like wow this movie is amazing they took down the nixon administration yeah. <laughs> i actually i haven't seen the trailer but yeah i just i'd seen the poster and i thought it looked fun so i rented it and yeah it was fun the trailer's like really bad so don't watch okay, the trailer okay, but okay. it's a great movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, I'll watch like '90s trailers like after I watch it because I know that they like will skew my opinion. Yeah, that's that's with modern trailers too. Yeah, and then they re- they realize like maybe the killer actually didn't leave the parking garage like they thought, and which is just like very funny as like a subtle realization. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, wait, wait, we didn't actually like investigate this any further. We just, we just saw yelled. the car leave, and we were like, that's the killer. <laughs> I like that they like spent like. 30 minutes playing <laughs> checkers with God and are like, wait, yeah. <laughs> what if the serial killer is still here? Yeah. If we're trapped, how how would he not also be trapped? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean by like this episode has a silly yeah. willy vibe. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so no, silly. Yeah. Also, I love the part where um, Scully is holding Burt Reynolds at gunpoint because it reminded me of um, what she does in. How the ghost stole Christmas when she's like holding Ed yes. Asner at gunpoint for like no reason. Mm-hmm. I love her mm-hmm. so much. And also, I wrote down take the phrase go girl out of the X Files writer's room lexicon. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they did that once and then they kept going with it. And I'm like, okay, only Mulder can say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I. I really enjoy Burt Reynolds saying it, but I could see, like, he doesn't, uh, Mulder does it in Detour. Yeah. And then there's this. No, I was thinking of that. Yeah. (laughs) I just thought it was funny. Mm Mm-hmm. Go, girl. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have, like, Reyes uh, getting attacked by Wayno, and then, like, by pure coincidence and chance, 
uh, Doggett had also been putting the pieces together separately, and he like swings the door open and knocks him over, and then kills Wayno. And again, like the I saw the blonde brunette redhead connection, and I figured y'all were the next victims. Like, why? Yeah. How? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What are two girls <laughs> that I know that have things that red I think about hair, when yeah. I think about these hair. girls? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hmm. So that's a bit silly, but I'm not going to get hung up on it because the whole episode's very fun and silly. Yeah. And then God's just yeah. gone. Mm-hmm. His, his whole car is gone. Does it annoy you guys? I, I've met some people who it annoys them that, like, the monster or, you know, the villain always uh, often dies at the end of X Files episodes, but I never really care. Like, people are like, oh, why, do they, why does that no. always happen? So, yeah, thank you. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It's a monster of the week. So I feel like it's fine yeah. if it gets wrapped it, that's, up at the end. That is kind yeah. of funny because I feel like early X-Files, like season one through three, it was a hallmark of not doing yeah, that. Yeah. Like leaving like tombs in a room mm-hmm. to like, is he going to get out later? Or like the, the fluke man just like haunting the last screen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just got chills. I hate mm-hmm. that episode. I, know, I love that episode. It just scares the shit out of me. Yes, yes. <laughs> It's so funny that Darren Morgan was like the flute. Oh my god, it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's no, one that of my reminds me of how at Filefest, like, uh, the guy who plays Spender, don't remember his name, but like he was talking about how he played the guy from Postmodern Prometheus, and I was like, what? Yes. <laughs> I did not know that. Yes. And I love that. I feel like mm-hmm. we don't get that anymore. It's great. Yeah. It's. It's also very funny because I feel like there's several moments where they're like, we know this guy was already in it. We don't give a shit. Because I feel like the dude who, um, Terry O'Quinn, when he's like being creepy and being like t- confronting Scully, he's like works as the TSA and he's like, I know everything about, or in, uh, he works not for the TSA, NSA. And he's like, I know everything about you. I know you invited Boulder into your bedroom in a vulnerable moment. And like, I'm pretty sure Terry O'Quinn was in. Uh, fight the future too i think he was a the patsy yeah wait do you mean the guy with the weird mustache yes yes <laughs> yes no he's in isn't he also he's in a good amount of episodes yeah it's just movie. very funny because yeah. it's like no like we've seen for sure he isn't he in um he's in um the episode with the pregnant woman mm-hmm. who's like having visions yeah. or whatever not Permanum? the one with L- lily taylor but the other one i think it's maybe Pramanum. Maybe not, actually. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's too many pregnant women at the show, and they're always being tortured. Yeah. <laughs> they need to stay away from pregnant women. Someone out there knows what I'm talking <laughs> yes, about, <yeah>. probably. <laughs> um, I did really like when, like, you know, Wayno is dying, and Reyes says, like, why did you do it? And he doesn't respond because he's dying. But I feel like it's also, like, a commentary of, yeah. like, it doesn't really matter why he did it. Like, yeah, it really doesn't matter if he was a conscious of these yeah. connections or not. and. I can't remember. Oh, I think I was watching A Murder at the End of the World. They had a similar conversation where she's mm-hmm. saying, like, like, why do you think this guy did it? And um, I'm blanking on his name, but Harris Dickinson's character is like, it doesn't matter. Like, he's killing women. Like, I don't I don't really care about his motivation. And that feels really yeah. refreshing because I feel like a lot of it, like, it's so fixated on the killer and not the victims but, like, the killer always just feels like the same story. It's like, it doesn't really matter. It's not interesting why he did it. Like, he's just a guy who's killing women. Yeah. 
um, whether he knows he's doing this, like yeah. a numerology stuff or not, it, it it genuinely just like does. I do not care. Yeah, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. his victims are still dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and like all of that uh, con, like all of that happening, and just like one of the last scenes of the episode, uh, like the FBI guys like craning their head <laughs> to like see the nine and like the map, which is so funny. It's great. It's so like, just- so funny. <laughs> Or just was like it a this six? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like um they're just like this weird, like uh kind of it feels vaguely like a Greek chorus. Like they're they're just there mm-hmm. to offer commentary and not be involved in the story at all. Like they're never in the field, it it seems like. Yeah. Like they're just reporting back to them about what they found. It's it's so good. And yeah. I, I don't hate the end of like the musical number, but it is just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, I i wrote down like i usually skip the musical bits in hollywood ad which is you know like an episode i've seen mm-hmm. like 40 times i turn it mm-hmm. off every time before <laughs> that happens same with this episode i did try to watch it through this time but like i just mm-hmm. like whatever mm-hmm. i feel know? like they needed to fill like a, a minute you know mm-hmm I don't know if he was referencing this necessarily, but I did read in, I think it was in the LAX files, that mm-hmm. Chris was like, this Italian community, I guess in LA, I mean, it must have been LA because that's where they filmed, but they were like, they usually do this festival and they haven't done it because of 9-11, which I don't quite follow the logic, I guess, but I guess everything just shut down after 9-11, like nobody did anything. It, t- it took them, like, two weeks to get back to the World Series. <laughs> but, um, or I guess just the, ga- the play- games in general, because that was in September. But, um, and he was like, it was good to, like, let, it felt like a festival. Like, they didn't get it because of 9-11, and, and we got to do that, and it was fun. And it was, like, it was very, like, that's interesting in and of itself, but it was kind of, like, Sometimes when I mention the 9-11, we'll be covering these later episodes, I'm like, am I just mentioning 9-11 too much? But, like, I'm not. Like, it really did alter everything. No, I don't think so. <laughs> it really changed everything. As someone, I mean, I, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. I was not born yet. But I think especially with this show, it, it really impacted, like, everything mm-hmm. about it. Because it's about yeah. the government and trust. And a lot of people didn't want to watch a show that was talking yeah. about your government yeah, and not right. being able to trust your government. And that's one of the reasons it, like... And, yeah. and no, I think it's really mm-hmm. applicable. I totally I, agree because yeah, like the, yeah. it definitely felt like a fall off. Like because se- season eight, I think a lot of it was pre nine eleven anyway. But like season eight, like had its shortcomings, but it's still like a solid enough season to me. But it's mm-hmm. just you're right; it just felt like deflated. Like what the hell are you gonna do after nine eleven? Like with this show specific- specifically? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we mention it too mm-hmm. much because nine eleven really did change a lot of mm-hmm. the ways that like America viewed itself and what we did mm-hmm. and what we said and how we did it. And the show, I mean, it was airing then. So of course, and like it's focused on the government. So yeah, of course it's going to be affected by it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nine 11 really did change things and the mm-hmm. show was going on during that. So it, it doesn't. I, yeah. Have you, have you guys, um, covered the whole lone gunman. Yeah. Yes. Thing. Yes. We t- we yeah. recorded. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so weird. I still haven't watched the show, but I do want to. I yeah. I really enjoyed the lone gunman show. Honestly, like it, it kind of took me a bit to get used mm-hmm. to because it is so different from the X Files. 
which I think is yeah. good, but it is yeah. just like suddenly it's like all funny. And like even the lone gunmen themselves, like it's so bizarre to see them like when they're introduced in EBE, mm-hmm. they are like cranks. Yeah. That are like appealing. Like they're just but they are like hardcore, like, you know, against the government, like they're yeah. critical of the CIA. Mm-hmm. And then in the show, it's just like we're we're good patriots that believe in the American cause, but not the way it's being operated currently. And it's just like, I don't think that's what those dudes were thinking. <laughs> and then they got buried in Arlington National Cemetery. <laughs> I I, <laughs> I was listening to the Monday episode when I was on the plane, and I loved what you guys were saying about um, Mulder like, bankrolling the lone yeah. woman. That was so funny, and I'm going to think about that forever. The way they immediately got broke the yeah. second Mulder disappeared. <laughs> Like, his trust fund was going to them. <laughs> I love that, honestly. It's so like, funny. If only all trust fund people would yeah. fund their friends' anti-government projects. Amazing. It's, yeah. it's just truly beautiful. <laughs> oh, we also, I almost forgot, we get a, a William spotted, William, little baby William, who I guess Maggie is spending like 24-7 with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, of course, the phone call with Scully and Reyes, which you're you're right. Like, they're very, it's very gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is. Yes. I support them. Yes, yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's the episode. And we have mm-hmm. our segments. Of course, no Mulder rating, because he's not, he's not to be seen. He's not there. At all. He's, he's disappeared. Really sad. <laughs> It re- like I feel so <laughs> pathetic for being so much of a Mulder girl that I'm like I just can't handle when he's not in episode. <laughs> yeah, no, season eight was like hellish for me because I didn't even I wasn't even that much of like a Mulder care- like girl yet, but like I was so mm-hmm. sad the whole season. Like I did not pay attention that whole season. I'm gonna be real. The show is pretty <laughs> radically different without him. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I do think they handle it like as well as they can in season eight. I think they do a lot of fascinating stuff with it, but it is just like I'm counting down the episodes until he returns. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't. I didn't. I don't even know. I've like tried to rewatch the show a couple times. I never get very far, but I don't know what I do about season eight because it really. It's just not what I like about yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So we have. So uh, this must be the enigmatic Agent Scully. Our sassiest Scully moment, Laura. Um. Yeah, this was a good one. I yes. would also like to shout out God. God was pretty sassy <laughs> during this episode. There were a couple of good lines from him. Um. But I mean, I think I have to give it to you whenever they're in the parking garage and God asks them if they want to play checkers, and Scully yes. just says. Does it look like we're here to play checkers? Like, has yes. her gun pulled on him? Like, it's just so funny and cute. She's so annoyed. I love it. And then they continue to play checkers. I was like, somebody needs to do that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's my backup because I was like, someone has to be picking that one. Yeah. It's just an all timer. Yeah. Vincent, what's yours? I'd say the whole conversation surrounding the CDs was really funny to me and very sassy yeah. for her. <laughs> Uh, just being like immediately being like, I don't want to hear about this. I'm doing something right now. Um, and then also the the way she delivers her no when Ray's asks her about numerology in like the first like ten minutes was really mm-hmm. funny. 
She was like, yeah. No. <laughs> like, she was really funny about yeah. it. And I just love her so much. This is such an all timer for Sassy Scully. Cause it like, really is. I feel like mine is when Reyes is in the office and she says something to the effect, can I tell you something and you won't make me, you won't think I'm crazy. And then Scully saying, why would I think that you're crazy? Immediately crosses yeah. arms. <laughs> <laughs> The body language of it all was so good. And then she says, well, maybe you're both crazy. Yeah, no, that whole that whole scene. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're mm-hmm. both crazy. She was having flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> it was so cute. And next we have... Welcome, you've got mail. Our 90s slash 2000s moment. This is really specific, but I said the buttons on Ray's... Ray's this coat because they were really ugly and they uh, really stood that. out to me. I love how I love her style because I feel like it's similar to my own and I and I like her a lot. But the the buttons just weirded me out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also the song in the uh, cold open uh, with the like little cut um, scenes was also very two thousand. Mm-hmm. Yes, to me. yes, mm-hmm. I see that. Yeah, and very reminiscent of uh, Hollywood AD. Speaking of, mm-hmm. um, my. 2000s moment has to be God burning CDs. Um, just it was oh, the height sure. of burning CDs. We don't really burn mm-hmm. CDs anymore. Computers don't even have CD drives anymore, which is yes. insane to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just the nostalgia of burning my friends' CDs and receiving burned CDs from my friends of mixtape. Like you know, it's like our generation's mixtapes. Mm-hmm. Just and I love that God is just selling bootleg burn mm-hmm. cds out of his trunk yeah and the way he way he's yeah. like thanks to the miracle of technology the power <laughs> of digital a media yeah <laughs> it's great yeah no yeah one of my one of my friends still burns cds and she has to like hook something up to her computer get an old ass computer that was like her dad's <laughs> and like it's like an entire process mm-hmm. that i couldn't i i probably could get into it but it'd take a lot of money probably <laughs> so one of my favorite games as like a kid when i was like playing like computer games mm-hmm. like uh putt putt and freddy fish and stuff um uh, i really love this one that was like a racing game but it was hot wheels and like you couldn't crash into like the track and everything and it's like going through someone's home it's like a very fun game i can't remember maybe it's just called hot wheels or something but my copy of hot wheels this game is like it was a my grammy had copied it on D like disc Mm -hmm. which so we're like talking pre-drm like (laughs) this isn't being locked and my grammy like she's old and um i feel like old people a lot of time write in all caps i don't know if y'all have there's like a whole generation where they write in all caps my dad writes in all caps yeah like my grammy's like very distinctive all caps right of like hot wheels on like the disc is like that's like a core memory to me (laughs) and yeah the the disc my that was my backup is the trunk full of cds but Mm -hmm. mine is having no reception in a parking garage (laughs) like i not that we aren't still plagued by like lack of reception but i just had such a flashback to like there was just like complete dead zones. Yep. Like when we're first rolling out cell phones and it's just, uh, just like, uh, that's not a thing now. Like also if you don't have cell service, you could like hook up to Wi-Fi or something. But like, this was just, yeah, you didn't have cell service. You didn't have cell service. Yep. <laughs> so that's very uh, funny to me. So that was our episode. And 
I just I think this is a very fun episode, and I didn't want to like completely shirk season nine. There is stuff I really like about it, but like generally, I don't have a ton of fun watching it. Yeah, for the Mulder thing. Um, but this is just such a fun episode, and we needed to talk about Reyes. We wanted to show love to Reyes, and this is a Reyes episode to me. Yeah, she has like standouts, and like Audrey Polly is another one. But like this one just feels very her, like the numerology thing, just like being dismissed by the FBI, like the the fun, the music, the direction. All of it's so great to me. I really like this episode. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. It was really fun and it was silly. And it's kind of nice to have a little bit of silliness every now and then. That's that's what I appreciate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're not having to see photos of Mulder in like the torture chair and everything. <laughs> yeah. I lo- what is it that Paley, I think it's the Paley Fest uh, thing where uh, Jillian is like, when you were in that chair, and she just like does that with her hands, like around her cheeks, and, and David Duchovny's just like, yeah, <laughs> like I wasn't having fun. <laughs> yeah, no, it's amazing. I, I, yeah, couldn't even tell you what episode that's in, but I know it would happen, and he would just be screaming, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, okay, I want to, I don't want to watch this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and also like. You know, I have my beef with Carter, obviously, but this is a great episode, and, like, we're nine seasons in. Like, he doesn't always make bangers, but, like, he can still knock out a banger, and I genuinely think he's a really good director. I think there's never, like, Mm an episode that he directs that I'm like, this is awful. I think his directing is always sharp and fresh. Yeah. No, I also wanted to mention that little moment in the autopsy room where... Scully's medical supplies are all like Wes Anderson like yeah. lined up. I loved that so much. It's such a good little detail. There were like even six of each, I think. Yeah. I like that Scully was doing forensics in this episode. They're like, you know what? She can just do forensics mm-hmm. right now. And it's like, you know what? I think that's a good little break yeah. for her. Mm-hmm. Actually, very quickly, I wanted to get y'all thoughts of long hair Scully, because I am not a fan. It's fine. I does it doesn't feel like her at all. But she looks so good that like I can't yeah. complain. Mm-hmm. She still rocks but it. When I see when I see edits of her, I'm just like, okay, yeah, that's season nine, and I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's a weird vibe. I think, it's I think this also might be the last time she has dyed her hair. I I can't remember if she dyes her hair in 2008 for I Want to Believe or if that is a wig. It's definitely a wig in the I revival. I think that was dyed because I feel like in the interview she had the okay. same hair. Yeah, that's my guess, but honestly, I don't pay attention to that era that mm-hmm. much, so. Because I remember when the revival came out, she's like, I can't dye my hair anymore. It'll all fall out. Yeah. Yeah, and they gave her horrible yes. wigs. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. Besides the one besides the one that's in, like, late season 11 or whatever, mm-hmm. like the normal one. Yeah, I agree. I think her 11 one, like, wasn't as bad. The season 10 one's pretty bad. Whatever one she had in uh, the one with the episode with Reggie, the Mandela Effect episode. That's like my most rewatched season eleven episode. It's so good. Yeah, no, I like that one. I like that one. I like. Uh, there's ones that like I know that I don't hate them, but I just don't feel like rewatching them. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I think I agree. I think she died to her, and I want to believe. So I will save my comment mm-hmm. for I want to believe of, of the last time she dies her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because season nine like has its ups and downs, but it's still like surprisingly 
fresh. Like, I feel like there's still, like, there's yeah. points where it's like, okay, y'all have run out of ideas, but there's still some, like, y'all still have some left in the tank. Uh, yeah. To, bo- to borrow the Vince Carter uh, image that became a meme when he was coming back for another season in the NBA, and he's just like, I got one left in me. This <laughs> 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 is Chris's episode. He's like, I got one left in me. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> But okay, wait. This isn't season nine. But how do you feel about bad badla or whatever? Because people, for some reason, like actually like that episode. I'm like, guys. I kind of. I think we have different standards so, here. I kind of like it, but it's very racist. Like. Yeah, I've only seen it once. I just remember like people call it like you know the asshole episode. I'm like, okay, I don't. That's not what I what I'm here mm-hmm. for. Yeah. Yeah, like I think tone wise and like uh, vibe wise, like it's really good, but like. It's so hard to ignore how fucking racist it is that like this like it is like undes yeah. like a uh, is, is it called undesirable that cast in India mm-hmm. or Untouchables, Untouchables I think is what it's called anyway yeah like that that like he's a member of that cast in India and he's like sneaking his way to America like via someone's body it's like okay but like tone wise I yeah. really no, like it's it so yeah. awful yeah yeah. Yeah, I, I'd probably have to rewatch it and like redecide. But like, whenever I see people being like, "Oh, I love this episode," I'm like, okay. <laughs> "Yeah, I really like it." But I have the caveat of like, I get, I totally get the hate out. Yeah, no. If you have a caveat, mm-hmm. yes. But if someone's like 100% in full support of everything that's going yeah. on here, I'm like, I agree. Okay. I th- I I feel that way. Like like because I am a postmodern Prometheus hater, which I think is a bit mm-hmm. I, I don't think people give it as much love as it used to but I remember when I first got into the fandom I was like I don't like this episode but I felt like it was pretty popular uh, yeah I'll put it on like in the background because I just like the black and white mm-hmm. of it and like the fun there's some fun scenes between Mulder and Scully but like overall it's like no yeah, no, yeah. what is going on here I do love I do love that Cher regrets not being in that episode because <laughs> she was asked to be on yeah. That's a really great thing for me. Plus, I don't know if you read the thing on the website, but there's the whole thing with the faked Photoshop kiss from that episode. Which oh I no, I don't think I knew about that. Yeah, yeah it's really you should you should read okay. it if you want. But yeah. Okay, yeah. Also, I think Rosie O'Donnell was like written as the mother, and she also turned it down, which is just oh, very funny. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> he was over two getting his celebs in that. Also, Burt Reynolds mm-hmm. asked um, Robert Patrick to be in the X Files. He was like, "Can you please like get me That's on the show?" Cool. <laughs> He did I great. Thought it was really Bert Reynolds was great yeah. this episode. No, I love when celebrities like ask to be on their favorite mm-hmm. TV shows. I think Lily Taylor did that. And I think also Prince did that for New Girl, which I mm-hmm. love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was our episode. And if you would like to follow us on Twitter, we are Condensed Truth on Twitter. If you'd like to email us, we are condensedtruthpod at gmail.com. Again, we're getting close to the end of the show, so any thoughts you want to share about the show generally or anything feel free to email us and we'll include it in our wrap-up and we've actually already recorded this but next time we are talking uh, season nine episode i want to say 15 15 yeah jump the shark yeah we will get back to the lone gunman and thank you so much to vincent for coming on yes thank you it was awesome yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I was so happy when I saw it that you like said on Twitter, like, oh, we should be on. Absolutely. I think I found your website before we became mutuals. And I remember 
mm-hmm. um, telling my friend when you followed me, I was like, holy shit, the person who like made the uh, the site oh. <laughs> followed me. I was like, that's so cool. And I, I was honestly too nervous to ask you before, <laughs> but then you were like, what do I do over break? And I was like, you should come on the podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you should absolutely go check out their web, uh, website. It's you, you just click for days. Um, it's just so fun to just click around. Like, yeah. just put, you you put them in the sections so you can get the vibe of like what kind of mood you're in. And reading the No Romo stuff is so funny. Like, I found a couple like uh, Phoebe Green Hate Brigade, D- Diana Fally Hate oh, yeah. Brigade websites, which I also got a kick out of. Um, Because I also don't really like either of those characters. (laughs) Yeah. Once again, I don't don't rewatch those episodes that Mm -hmm. much. Like, I have no opinion. But yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't like Diana. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah. It's it's very fascinating because like I watched it. it, Like, I felt like my first impulse was like not to like her because she's an obstacle for Mulder and Scully. But rewatching it, she's just... A shit person too which i felt like yeah was such a short shrift for and, yeah. mimi rogers because it's like you're making her like really loathsome you're not giving her a shot like not that i want necessarily want this like what feels like unneeded conflict for Mulder and scully but even like as a person like there's that weird scene where she's like Mulder's like passed out like barely conscious and she's like undressing going into his room and it's just like jesus christ y'all like what the hell are y'all doing here? People totally overhate, like not overhate her in like the she was helping the syndicate way, just in like oh she's getting in the middle of my ship, yeah, yeah. like, and that's so frustrating, especially in the older mm-hmm. days. Like it was bad. Mimi Rogers did not go to conventions for a reason. Yeah. Like it's bad, and I like Mimi Rogers. Like so, yeah. No, it's it's a mess. It's a mess. I don't. I try not to pay much attention to yeah. it. But if I rewatch, maybe I will. Cause cause even like the sites, it was like they're hating her for like the ship reasons and not because she's like a very loathsome yeah. like character, generally, um, and helping the syndicate and all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, it was just like you're getting the right answer but the wrong solution. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, like they're just wait. It's it's misogynistic. Mm-hmm. It gets really misogynistic, yes, yes. and like they hate on her appearance for no reason, and all this stuff. And I just feel really bad for her. Yeah, I totally agree. As an actress. So mm-hmm. that was our episode, and we hope y'all enjoyed it. And yeah, we will see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.